Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host here. My name is Trisha Carr. I am a certified astrological dum-dum. I admit it. I am a non-strologer. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm kidding because, I mean, in the realm of being like a spiritual teacher and everything, it's not my strong suit, but it is the strong suit of the person who is on my podcast. This conversation episode is with Alicia Clark Tepper. She is an intuitive astrologer, a Reiki master teacher, and a certified moonologer, and she is my Reflecta sister. What I mean by that is that she, our human design is, both of us, our type is Reflector. And if you don't know what human design is, I, I, I invite you to go check out your chart. It's really it's really great modality. It's made up of uh, four different ancient observational sciences. And uh, you can very easily start to work with your design and your, your type, that is your aura type and your strategy. And so anyway, Alicia and I are both reflectors. We're the only reflectors that we each know because it's just 1% of the population, which doesn't make us any more special than anyone else. I was actually just ruminating as I was on my nature hike today, the quote from A Course in Miracles, which is, all of God's children are special and none of God's children are special, which is definitely a paradox. But I love it because it's just, it's basically like snow, you know, each one of the snowflakes is unique. It's a fractalized piece of ice, uh, of water that has made its impression from its experience of the one energy. And yet, if we see, you know, a pile of snow, together it's just a pile. And so that's us. We're a pile of humanity. <laughs> so anyway, that's what you hear, hear us getting excited about uh, at the beginning of it, because I, I'm really into human design. Alicia is a little bit, you know, uh, into it because she has so much of a tool with her astrology practice and um, guidance. But anyway, as we move into this, I want to also invite you to please follow the podcast here. Please do follow it or subscribe to it, whatever your app pre presents for that. And that way you'll get the notifications for when a new episode comes up. It's it's about once per week, sometimes more. I say about because sometimes it's more. Sometimes I go on a tear and I give you several episodes or, you know, um, offerings, maybe. Maybe they're not full episodes, but I give you several in a row. And, um, you know, if you follow it, that would be great or subscribe. And then also, if you would leave me a review, I would so appreciate it. And with that, let me invite you into this conversation, this exciting, I, I mean, I have the best time talking about the solar chart, which I, I had not been introduced to, talking about the moon, because we're both pieces of the moon, Alicia and me. And so here we go. I will chat with you on the other side. Alicia Clark Tepper. Well, Alicia, my fellow reflector. <laughs> yes. We don't know what's going to happen here, y'all. We're a little, we're a little concerned. <laughs> Excited. Excited. Yeah. I'm going to start you off with something. Did you realize? So, reflectors are one percent of the population, right? Correct. And did and you probably know this? The moon is one percent the mass of the Earth. Oh. I did not know that we were in this in the correlation <laughs> of that. 
<laughs> what boggles my mind more about the 1% is that it's still 3 million people. It's one would be like 7 million, wouldn't it? Because we're about 7 billion. Oh, we're, oh, sorry. I guess I'm a little behind the times. <laughs> I'm not, on I'm not so much on the planet. There's almost, we're getting close to eight actually, <laughs> but still. Still <laughs> That's 8 not, million people. I, mm -hmm. That just seems so much more than yeah. what 1% would be. Well, yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of people here. We certainly do. <laughs> But I'm probably the only reflector you know, and you're definitely, in, you know, that I know if I know. Did you, have you seen this? Okay, everyone, we're going to get to you here in a second. But there is, did you know that like right now we are in a cycle where I think it's about three years where there are no reflectors being born? And it would make total sense to you as an astrologer if you think about it because it's planetary alignment. So mm -hmm. the last one, the last day or time period that they, they were being born was... I think 2020, uh, maybe June of 2020. And the next one, next possibility for reflectors to be born is is no, November, I think, of 23. So it's approximately a three-year period. And then, you know, and then it's just like, it's not like it's always three years on, three years off or anything like that. It's it's totally, it's all kinds of alignment that makes it possible. And right now we are currently, and I don't know how long it is, in a manifesting generator birth cycle. So they're all manigens coming in. Interesting, right? But And then at the same time as an astrology, it makes sense to you, I'm sure. Well, I understand the concept of reflector, but I haven't gone so far into like how they are set up in birth timing. And so I find that very, even more interesting that it would be just a bulk of people instead of more yeah. like a confetti mix. Of That's what I assumed too, but it has to do, I, I mean, I guess, be, I mean, I can give you, I have a calendar and not a calendar, but like a data sheet, really. It's a spreadsheet of all of the time periods, all of the time frames of reflectors being born since like 1930 until like 2050. I can send it to you. And that way, because so for me, I'm like, yeah. well, I know my my mother-in-law's birthday, but I don't want to ask her her birth time because I don't want to get into it. So I just went and looked up her. <laughs> okay. Well, at least I, she's not a reflector. <laughs> anyway. Our sweet well, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Back to, well, not even back to, let's get to you, Alicia Clark Tepper, astrologer, intuitive, uh, just so wise, which, what a, a wonderful Virgo, double Virgo, <laughs> and a reflector, and you have a workshop coming up that we're very excited about, but I really want everyone to get to know you. So could you please share with us your journey, the work that you're doing, what you're excited about, and, and all of it right now? Well, thank you so much, Trisha, for having me today. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, to get started, uh, my journey began back when I was nine years old. Uh, my father had a picture frame in art gallery and actually still does, but it was across a major street from this place called the Alhambra Institute. Okay. And they produced these manila horoscope journals. All right, not Manila, Marigold. It was this, this really orangey yellow color. Uh -huh. And it was my task to go. I was old enough to go across the major street and get this, this circulation that they gave away free every month. And so, oh, it was the highlight of me going in. And I would go in and then I'd read it page to page to page at nine years old, not knowing what <laughs> retrogrades were, not knowing anything. I was just had to eat it all up. <laughs> And uh, I was too timid to ask anything at the time in the Alhambra Institute. Uh, 
being raised Catholic, I, there was no divination or talk about that. So I just go in all wide eyed and oh, look. And I remember seeing um, the platonic solids, mm-hmm. um, all the little made of crystal. And I was just so enamored by it. But then again, just awestruck. So uh Dating myself a little bit in 1992, I wrote on a three by five card all my birth information and I put it in an envelope with a returned addressed stamped envelope and sent it off. And about four months, it took four months for me to get my chart back. And oh, wow. it finally arrived. Yeah, because they had to do it all by hand back then. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, now they draw you, the whole thing. Yeah, and now yeah. you do it in two seconds. Yeah. Now, yeah, now you're going in and astro.com just miraculously pops it up. But it took four months for that to happen. And then I received it back. And I didn't have anyone. I wasn't brave enough to ask for an interpretation. And so when you get your birth chart for the first time and you look it over, you're like, oh. <gasps> well, why don't I have, there's only 10 planets and there's 12 houses. So there's odds are you're going to have some spots that have nothing in it. And mine was like the house of marriage and the house of career. And I'm like, how am I not going to have a marriage or a career? What is this? Oh my gosh. And the no children. I'm like, no children, no marriage, no career. How does that turn out? Just going to live in my mom's house. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. In the van down by the woods um, or down by the river. And so I folded it up and I put it away and I just went on with the basics of astrology. And then again, in about 2002, you were able to now pull it on the internet. So I pulled it again and it was the same. And I was like, how can it be the same? I just don't get that. And again, not not wise enough to, to seek out the counsel for it. And then the third time, as is usually the charm. <laughs> I finally had it read and uh, I had it done again and then read and lo and behold, I signed up for astrology classes immediately and have not stopped since. And that was in uh, 2016. So, wow, you've actually come a long way. But you see, when you're little, when you were nine, it was really implanting. What What, what is the Alhambra Institute, though? Like, what do they do? Are they metaphysical or it was, astrological? It was a psychic um Back in the day, uh, okay. it was the lower level, so you had to go subfloor, and mm. uh, it, yes, the place to go seek out counsel um, in in the psychic arts. So that's cool, but but that's really interesting because I do think that those seeds were planted. Did it feel like that when you opened it up more fully at, in 2016? Like, oh, I get this. I've already learned this somehow. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And even at nine, I felt that it was just something that I had already like, like, you know, I, because you don't have the application at nine, your life experiences are not as vast yeah. as, <laughs> as when you're older, but as they started to to pick up, I, I just, it, and then astrology and my understanding of astrology has, um, started me to just now absolutely adore talking about it and watching the cycles of life now mm-hmm. instead of feeling like um, a victim of fate I mm-hmm. now watch the cycles of life um, yes come, come to life so. and you have and you do have a career and you have you have a partner right you have a marriage too yes I so, do so yes, some I of do. <laughs> 
Okay, good. <laughs> no children. Still, well, still no you know. children, but yes. Um, but I do have a career. I do have a spouse. Yeah. And so for those of you who ever pull your chart, know that those those are just the areas that don't have planets are not the main focus. Mm. So. Mm, interesting. So then what revealed, but you, but you do have career and you and it is important to you and you do have a spouse. And of course, spouses have to be important in order for it to continue. <laughs> So what, how do you, how do you kind of, um, feel your way around something that's more important than that? Or what does that feel like to you? Another area that is important compared to those two? Well, when you have your chart and I always keep going back to the circle, cause mm -hmm. in the Western, uh, tropical astrology, it's a circle. But if you were, uh, studying, there is another kind called Vedic that comes in mm -hmm. a square. Um, the, the importance. So where you have a, a cluster of planets really makes the focus of your chart. So mm -hmm. I personally have a major focus in the first, second, and third house. Mm -hmm. So seven of my planets are there and it's like a big arrow. So I'm the focus. Mm -hmm. um, I'm mm -hmm. not supposed to, uh, I don't have children, so I'm always consistently by my family. Oh, it's all about Alicia. And I'm like, well, who else is it supposed to be about? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, and that is, and then if we weigh that against the whole reflector thing, it's funny because I don't know about you, when I first got the information about being a reflector, this hadn't heard about human design yet. This actually, she had come to one of my classes. She was my friend's friend. She's like, I want to see your human design. I was like, sure. And I gave her my information and she goes, oh, you're a reflector. And I was like, Okay. And, you know, cause they'd already said some other words I didn't understand. And she's like, see all of this, these are your chakras and they're all open. And I was like, okay. And then she showed me my friend's chart and it was like, doot, 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 doot. you know, she had, and I was like, wait, so I'm not a person. <laughs> my first right. question. I don't even right. exist. That's what it felt like to me. But then well, you have this other thing that's like, yeah, this other indication. Well, and especially for the reflector is that uh, the, th the part that I find most interesting is that we're supposed to wait 28 days to make a decision. A major one. I mean, not, not little things, but yeah. Yeah. But in today's day and age, waiting 28 days to do anything, I mean, is, is very challenging. So yes, yeah. um, I've learned to watch the moon cycles mm -hmm. and as the moon cycles through even on a daily basis, because each different hour has a different planet that's set up mm -hmm. for you. So, And we um, have to move through all of those to understand how things are correcting in our alignment or something like that. Yes. And you already were, before you knew about being a reflector, you were already a moonologist, yes? Yes. I thought so. I mean, I, I assumed so. So tell us about the moonology and how, what that learning and, uh, you know, work is like for you. Oh, well, with the phases of the moon, it allows you to um, plan and I, I won't say predict because there mm -hmm. is no way to predict anything. Fate and free will have their, sure. their say, but it gives you more of a cycle and helps you to realize that it's not just, um, this one opportunity that we have to do something. It's that we're given this, this spot and this time to focus on it. And if it's not uh, in alignment or we've decided that we're, we're happy with the way that we've chosen to work on something right now, in the moon's timing, it may be six months before you see the seeds 
finally starting to sprout from what you put in today. Well, I should say yesterday because we had a new moon yesterday. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what you put in yesterday now will uh, sprout in August. And so as you watch these um, rotations, and I feel kind of like I'm mixing beaters here right now, mm -hmm. the old school kind, but but it it creates the cycle and the cycle mm -hmm. is never and uh, never never ending with the moon and it moves so mm -hmm. quickly that it keeps us on track and hence mm -hmm. that women have moon cycles and everything mm -hmm. and once you sync that up you then have a greater chance of manifestation as well and so you're ta we're talking about the moon but with your astrology workshop that is coming up um, the dates are the February 26th and 27th. It's a weekend workshop. Uh, if, if you're listening some of the year 2022, and that is actually what you're going to be teaching is about how to use your, your, uh, chart or how to look at it to actually plan your year. And that's, Absolutely. that's the astrological chart is, is the moon in there as well? Because that's, that's what I was just picking up on. T tell us about what that's going to be like. Uh, well, the workshop is all about how, Okay, so you have a birth chart mm -hmm. with you for your entire life. And then you also, every single year upon your birthday, when the sun gets to the exact degree of your birth time, you then populate a brand new chart for that year. Ah. So yeah. that chart for that year, um, I am naturally a Virgo um, sun and a Virgo rising. Mm-hmm. And so this past year of 2021, I actually am, of course, my Virgo sun, but then I'm a Leo rising and a Leo moon. Ooh, hot. So it's given me a different <laughs> flavor. And one of the things I noticed um, hands down about that is that my body temperature, usually I'm freezing cold. Mm -hmm. And this year with having the double fire, I'm... We're in snowpocalypse right now. I'm in, I was walking around in a tank top today. I'm like, oh, this is awesome being a Leo. I can not have on 17 layers of clothes right now. So, oh my gosh. And, but I didn't know that. I didn't know you had this temp. I mean, it's sort, it's sort of, um, it's like superficial, right? It's not like it didn't really change your, your Virgo ascendant entirely. It's, it's almost like, a, it's just almost like a layer, right? For this well, year. Yeah, it's like I I accessorized in right. this fashion for the. That's year. what I mean. Like, but but you're still fundamentally your birth chart. You're a, a Virgo ascendant with the accessories of a Leo, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. With let's exactly. say you have on the Virgo clothes with a Leo adornment. Yes, yes, and <laughs> we're so doing that ascendant. That's how the energy will um, flow through you for the year. Mm -hmm. So that's why one year you may have. Um, you may notice that every picture you take, you've got beautiful hair and your makeup's done perfect and everything looks great. Another year, you may avoid all pictures. You may not want to be having anything done. And it may just be uh, uh, tying your hair up in yoga pants all the time. And what about like, or maybe you gain a little weight because you need some grounding. That might be yes. something if you put on an earth sign that year, huh? Exactly. And so it's the different feelings of it. And and the only reason I can completely attest to the fire sign uh, or the double fire sign is because is I know that I'm cold. And so, <laughs> so that was when a treat. Um, 
I can say for myself being a double earth, when the water sign comes around, I do tend to have a lot more emotion coming mm. through. And mm -hmm. then when, when I've noticed, um, cause once you start looking at the patterns, you can then go backwards in time mm -hmm. and kind of, um, link up what happened then and see how what happened in the past can then lead you to how things are going to come up into the future. Well, and that's, I see that with numerology too. Are you, do you do? Ooh, yeah. No, no. You don't no. You act like it's a devil's the, work. <laughs> well, the way that I play with numbers in astrology is uh -huh. completely different than okay. the way that you do numerology. Now, now it's mm -hmm. not devil's work and it's, it's, it's I know not, I was only kidding. You went, um, oh no, like you were scared. Well, well, <laughs> because there's like, numerologists and then there's uh -huh. like um the astrology way of numerology uh -huh. so every planet uh, has a, a significance with a with the number system as well and so mm -hmm. but it's mostly based on the numbers and then it corresponds with the degrees and so okay. as a planet goes on like um uh right now uranus is about to move to 11 degrees that's the the planet of chiron well, the asteroid of Chiron and who, mm -hmm. who is our inner wound, the, mm -hmm. the thing that happened to us in childhood that always brings in that soft spot where you're like, mm, I don't mm -hmm. really like that. But, um, and so Uranus is the planet of innovation. So now the two of them are going to come together and he's going to help you to um, release some of that wounding that we have. And so mm -hmm. as each planet moves to a different degree, they, they correspond to different planets and they work in a different harmony together. And that's also the way that our birth chart and our the chart I was talking about before was a solar return chart. Yeah, cool. Going to be focusing on, and uh -huh. so the solar return and the birth chart meld together because you're always going to have your birth chart. But then, as the energy comes in for your um, solar return, it lays over top, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's going to give you a flow chart for how that energy works for the whole year. So if all your planets are on one side, you know, there's going to be a strong focus in this. And during this time, if they're all spread out everywhere, you know that you're constantly going to have things coming and going for the year. So, oh my gosh, that's cool. Be a, be the plan. So in talking about how different charts can be, I get mm -hmm. this book made up for me every year and it's got every transit that possibly happens for my own personal birth date and time. How do you get it made up though? I Oh, it's called Honeycomb it. Collective, and it's the best thing ever. The book costs forty-eight dollars. That sounds it. worth it. And you get to customize it too. So there's like different artists and and different um, uh, things that you can include. So it doesn't have to be this thick, but I choose I love it. different things. Um, so this is. Let me just make sure I'm getting the light right here. Yeah, that looks good. So this is my chart, mm -hmm. natally. So I have this big arrow right here that's yeah. pointing towards um, me. And the reason I say it's pointing towards me is the first three houses of your uh, birth chart all deal with you. Okay. Uh, the first one is you and your body and how you respond and how you act and how you talk and how you walk and how you dress and how you um, just everything of you and the outer persona in your body. The second is your morals, your ethics, your values, your resources, and how you draw money to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the mid third heaven? one. Is that the okay. midheaven? Midheaven? Uh, oh, no. The midheaven oh, no. is all the way up at the top. That's career. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. 
Um, and then the third house is your local environment. So that's going to be your neighborhood. And then it also has short-term travel as well as aunts, uncles, siblings, and communication. So, mm. so that is my natal chart. And then I just want to show how different it is to have your solar return chart. So, so it's kind of, it's, well, it's like oblong. It's like scattered a little bit, but it's oblong. Yeah. It's like on two two opposing sides, it's a little more open, but then two opposing sides, if we made it, it's it's more weighted. Yes. So uh -huh. the shape in it completely changes. And I yeah. have a lot more um, interactions is, a, is probably the easiest one word way to say it um, with all of them going around the circle. Whereas on my natal chart, having everything over in the one area mm -hmm. has a much greater focus on myself. So for my entire life, it is all about um, myself and the reflection out in the world. And then this year, I have a lot more going on between me and others and how uh, the community and everything. And now for these messages. Hey guys, it's Trisha Carr. I have new exciting things going on with my Mystic Arts Academy. You can now subscribe to receive all of the live monthly content for about a third of the investment of a single class. Included are at least one downloadable guided meditation per month, two live events ranging from classes, channeled messages, group readings, intuitive development guidance, Q&A sessions, and tons of community. You'll also have access to a private Facebook community for fellowship and support, and this space is kept super sacred and high vibrational. Your subscription gives you access to the whole library of classes and live events, which are on a vast array of topics. All events are offered online by Zoom video call Subscribing to the Mystic Arts Academy is also a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and engage on a deeper level. I'm offering the subscription at a super low rate of $22 a month. Joining now locks in this rate for as long as you're subscribed. Click on the description of this episode or go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and click on Mystic Arts Academy. I look forward to connecting. Hey, Crystal. Yes. I have to confess that I am an astrology dum-dum. Ugh, me too. And that's why I'm so excited about Lightshine Academy's upcoming astrology workshop. Ooh, is that the weekend workshop taught by Alicia Clark Tepper, where we're going to learn how to plan our year by the stars? I mean, the stars know who you are. They know who I am? Then by all means, please join us for this fun educational and informative weekend workshop. Astrology Empowered by the Cosmos, a fabulous live weekend workshop taking place February 26th and 27th, 2022. Two immersive and attuning days, teaching you to forecast and plan your upcoming year using your solar return chart. Now this is a technique you can use for the rest of your life. Go to class.lightshineacademy.com astrology and register now. It's going to be magical. And you are a Leo ascendant right now, so it makes sense because yeah. you're like, you need to engage and you need to yes. light some things on fire. <laughs> exactly. And I need to be, um, when you when you have a Leo moon, it, it's a little, mm. 
Well, as you think of a Leo or a tiger or a lion, you you have that lure because yeah. they're beautiful, majestic animals. But then you also have that little bit of bite on you too. So I'm a I'm a Leo rising. You know that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Yay! Yeah, well, I can imagine like the same. <laughs> yes, but I've, I've a lot. Actually, most of my adult life, I've had very short hair, but still, oh. it doesn't matter. But I do have a mane right now, and it yeah. turned it turned like white, like a, a white lion. <laughs> well, Beautiful. let's uh, let's look at mine. Okay, that's oh cool. yeah. All right, absolutely. Is that so? That look. Okay. Oops, I made you go away. There we yes, go. Yes, that is your natal chart, and so with the natal chart, you have these shapes that go on in it, and in the middle, you have a great big triangle. the The blue lines are mm -hmm. harmony, and they are ease, and they are um, flow, mm -hmm. and the red lines are what are considered more challenges or hurdles throughout um, throughout your time, or or periods of growth, ways that you're you're allowing expansion in your life. Mm -hmm. And so you will always have this natally. Mm -hmm. And then when you switch into your soul return chart, right. It's all on one side. Yes. And it's so, really concentrated. Oh my gosh. What does that mean? That's scary. <laughs> well, so this actually leads to the live that I did in the lab this morning and oh. how I was explaining some of this information. So uh, in specific right now, we have four planets in Capricorn. We have three planets in Aquarius. No, two planets in Aquarius and three planets in Pisces. So that gives us just this small area to work with on the chart. Okay. And that just means that there's an extreme focus. And for you, where the focus is going to be at is going to be more out in the community, the way that you mm -hmm. are out in the world. Because uh, if you were to take this big circle and you were to cut it into four pieces, the first piece, which would be the, okay, let's go with directions. It's going to be the lower, um, the like, lower quadrant. Yeah, like uh, seven o'clock, like seven o'clock on yes, the clock. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like seven, I was trying to figure out which way to get to it. Six, six to nine, six to yes. nine. Mm -hmm. The six to nine o'clock piece is going to be all about you as an individual and how you are out in society and, and, and the way that, that, um, it, it is, it is the essence of you. And then mm -hmm. when we go into the six o'clock to three o'clock position, because in all actuality, um, they go in that direction. So they, they work counterclockwise. Okay. Uh, the six to three o'clock position is actually you and your family dynamic. And so when it comes into the, um, fourth house, uh, which would show the cancer symbol in here, the, the, uh, blue pieces down the bottom, that one starts with your family and then it moves into any children or romances that you would have. And then it goes into work and, and how you keep your routine. And so again, that's you and starting out in, in the world and how you work with others. And then when you move up from the three to the 12 o'clock position, then we get into the actual you in relationships with other people. I got nothing. 
So, so we were talking about that earlier. Remember when I was like, I'm not going to get married. The seventh house, which you had Libra in the seventh house has nothing. So, so in essence, you would have thought potentially I'm not going to get married. What's this? And so it's just that that's not your focus. So not so, the focus for this year starting on oh my birthday. Uh -huh. Okay. All and right. So, Sorry, honey. <laughs> But so, so where I'm really getting at is now we're finally in the 12 to, to nine o'clock area. Mm -hmm. And that is all about greater society and yourself. Mm. Interesting. So when, when you're back in the, in the section that is from three o'clock to 12 o'clock, it's, it's the relationship that you have with individual people. Mm -hmm. And when it moves from 12 o'clock to nine o'clock, it is the greater whole of people, more of a societal effect. And as you can see, you are much more focused on the greater population in the world in this coming year. Wow. Whereas in the, in the other chart, you would definitely are more focused in a overall aspect. As you can see that their planets are well um, distributed around mm -hmm. the grid. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Can you see here for, with my solar return, if I have a different set of clothes or, or a different moon? <laughs> yeah. So your ascendant uh, is going to be basically like, um, you're still going to have the fire ascendant because you have an Aries as your ascendant for 2022. Yikes. But it's going to be much more of an initiator energy and the, the, the want to start things. Hey, everybody, mm -hmm. I've got great ideas. Listen to me. And so this might be a time where you start a new workout routine for yourself, or mm -hmm. you decide that there's going to be um, a new method that you use in oh order my gosh. to- there so is. And it's been taking me like months to sort out and it's probably going to come start sorting out in a month or two, which would be my birthday. <laughs> so yeah. And then that will be the energy for the whole year. So you'll ride that Aries and that Aries is so, so again, there's 12 pieces and the Aries is the first piece and your natural Pisces is the last piece. Mm -hmm. And so you, you, in moving into the Aries, it's the 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 new. Everything to an Aries is a very new aspect because they're the very first one of the chart. Yeah. Where many things for a Pisces, you're like, oh, I then they're that. done that. I, yeah, because <laughs> you've in order to be a Pisces, you've already experienced the majority of the rest of the chart mm -hmm. in in um, in the idea of other lives and other yeah. things. So yeah. What about my moon? Do I have a different moon this year? I was just okay. looking for that. Okay. Yes. So your moon, um, although the one thing I noticed for your 2022 is that your um, ascendant is still a fire sign, your mm -hmm. moon is still an earth sign, and then, of course, your Pisces is still the same. So uh, natally, I saw that you had a Capricorn moon, mm -hmm. but this coming year, you're going to have a Virgo moon. Oh, cool. That's cool. And I'm very, my ascendant is very close to Virgo and I have a great affinity for Virgo as an archetype. My favorite sister's Virgo and just some of my, I just, I admire Virgo so much. So I think I'm going to feel right at home with it. That's good. Yes. I like it. So the one thing for the Virgo is you are going to be very in tune to your body mm, okay. this year. 
So Virgo is really the, the embodiment of the body as a whole. Yeah. And um, also natural type medicine. So, mm-hmm. so it may be more for yourself to, to seek out whether it's, um, I don't know if you do acupuncture or you like the chiropractor or a, a naturopath or um, many different types of, of natural medicine. Yeah. So, and that. I do have, a, I should give them a plug, Parsley Health. And I think that's pretty much at least anywhere in the United States. It's telehealth, but they also have clinics and, but it's, it's integrative. And, and so I, I again, I've started with them, like ordered some testing and it's probably going to start actually coming into practice in March or something. That's so amazing. Isn't it just uh, funny, ironic on mm-hmm. how that does play out. And, yeah. but it leads me back into talking about those moons. Yes. So actually set these things in motion probably about six months ago. Yeah, I did. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about them. I think I started with Parsley Health. It's probably it's four, maybe six months. And and meanwhile, I'm like, why am I not moving faster getting this thing done? It wasn't their fault. It was mine. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> getting aligned because to all yeah. the right timing. Yeah. 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 And so with that six months, now you're seeing them percolate six mm-hmm. months later and how that plays out. Um, And so with all that condensed energy over onto the one side of your chart now as well, Mm -hmm. is that in the idea of your solar return chart, each pie piece represents a month. Mm -hmm. And so when you start your birthday, where your ascendant would be in the Aries time, you're actually going to work your way all the way back around. And so Mm -hmm. the real busy part of your year is going to be coming up to your birthday in 2023. Mm, okay. Yeah. Because you have all of that on the one side. Right. Now, and there are, I'm sure there are years where you're kind of like more evenly dispersed. Does that feel a bit, does it feel balanced? Does it feel overwhelming? I mean, I mean, of course, shadow, you could take it one way or the other, but generally speaking. So it's the, it it's the same thing with like, um, divination. You, mm-hmm. you uh, you have the the circle and the the way that it goes, but then it flows in a pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm connecting the yeah the, yeah the, I, I get it yeah that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> and so so with that pattern, it allows you to see um, that when when you have the spaces that have nothing in them, it's not that nothing is going on. It's that you're the observer of things more. You're not mm. the crucial player in it. Right, right. It may be going on with your sister. And I say it because it depends on what house and it depends on that. So I just use the general it. Mm-hmm. So it could be going on with your sister. And so you have a, a role in what it is, but you're not the one who's the decision maker. You're the supporting cast. Interesting. So, and that's especially like if you, if it were a bit more spread out, if, if your solar, yeah. Um, sure. Well, that, that specifically is if there's nothing in there. Oh, so like we were talking it. about before, right, but right. if it's, if it's sprinkled throughout the chart, it just means that you're going to, at this specific time, concentrate more on this. And at this right. specific time, you're going to have a concentration more on this. Whereas when yours is all in that one sector, your your concentration is going to be much more impactful with a lot more moving parts to it at that yeah. time as well. Mm-hmm. 
And um, there could be potentially, depending on which planets it is, um, actual individuals that come up who help you with it. Or um, like I saw where your moon was at happens to be in the sixth house, which is the sixth house is of routine, but it's also being of service and of doing the work and showing up and also having employees. So there could be potential if you consider having an employee this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and so a lot of that just depends on, on where things are placed in terms of planets. And that gives you an idea of how that will play out. Yeah. This is so fascinating. And I can't, I, I, I can't wait for the workshop because I'm going to eat this up with a spoon. This is like really, okay, everyone, I'm kind of an astro ding dong. I, I've always thought of myself as that. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's like really beautiful and complex and rich and maybe I feel intimidated by it but I have gotten into the top three and I've been really grasping that about myself and you know the people who are close to me and when I work with clients I, I, I look at the sun moon and ascendant and really kind of feel into that but this for some reason I'm very excited about <laughs> I'm so glad you're teaching it <laughs> well the, the part that makes this almost fail proof is because it changes every year yeah which and is exciting. So yeah, so you don't have to memorize this and you don't have to memorize that. And I'm not in there having, there's no calculations, there's mm -hmm. no math that's going on in what we're doing. We're, we're working on an energetic level, feeling into what fire signs feel like and water signs and mm -hmm. earth signs and air signs. And so then we can bring in the yin energy and the yang energy and feel the difference in each of the signs. And then we're bringing in the planets after that. And then we'll pick up the chart and show the flow around the chart and how each piece is going to come together. Now with astrology and why people feel like it's something that is over their head is because it's like, don't cringe, but it's like math. <laughs> and it's only, this is only in, in similarity is that there's algebra, there's geometry, there's trigonometry, there's calculus, there's... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I love okay. geometry, but <laughs> geometry, geometry, I love. I remember when I took geometry, which by the way, I should, well, yes, but it's, it, it was so metaphysical to me. And I should say that my geometry teacher in high school was my drama teacher who I already loved. So <laughs> I might have something to do with Drama it. and math. Wow. Yeah. How multifaceted. He's a very cool dude. He also taught calculus. He taught drama and calculus, and then he taught geometry. Wow. But anyway, but the, with geometry, it was so metaphysical for me because when we talked about how a point was infinite and I was like, I can imagine it <laughs> you know? oh. and it becomes a line and then the line is infinite. So it becomes a plane. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it blew my mind. Oh. <laughs> so I guess that's why I liked it. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed the whole process, all of the work in geometry. So is astrology like geometry maybe? Well, and I could like it. <laughs> well, there is potential because there's shapes and there's things being drawn within the within the grid but but it the the correlation i was making between math was that there's all these different kinds of math and yeah and you may only get to knowing algebra mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that calculus doesn't exist and there aren't ways that you can learn to the calculus level but um the way that i'm choosing to break down astrology is so that you have this tool to use every year and it's just one specific facet of it yeah right and and you get to use it over over again that's over that's what's and over, so cool and over, about and it. over again. Yeah. yeah 
every year. Not only every year, but obviously, I mean, you can look at your year, but then you're going to probably like focus, okay, this is what's coming up. This is where I am now. And so it's just, it's a way to keep it's so fresh and interesting. I'm very excited about it. Well, especially if you are a planner at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, going back to the fact that I'm a double Virgo, I kind of plan. (laughs) And so, of course, this is what you want to teach. (laughs) So this is why it just jazzes me so much, because it gives you the idea, you know, if you know that Mercury is going to be the one who's ruling your chart, and we'll get into who who becomes the ruler and stuff, but... Mm -hmm and you hear that mercury is going retrograde you know that it's more likely that it might affect you this year Mm -hmm. whereas if the sun is ruling your chart then mercury retrograde isn't going to be as um uh not that they don't matter to everyone but it's not going to be as big of a a player in your yeah you got that life force energy from the sun pumping you up exactly Yeah. You might need to sit down a little bit. (laughs) Mercury retrograde usually tells me where the flaws are in my technology. You knew it was time to get a new phone. It's nobody's (laughs) fault but yours. (laughs) Mine seems to be like, oh, did I send out that email? Oh, look, it's in my drafts. I did not actually get it out. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like the fairy realm really gets super pumped about Mercury retrograde because they're like, sweet, we get to mess with them ah, and play, <laughs> play the little little havoc in the life um, and just sit back and laugh at us. <laughs> And speaking of that, Mercury goes uh, direct tomorrow. So, oh, so we're on our way out of that. And and I've mentioned before, when we have all planets direct, which is happening this month, wow. really, um, all February, all March, and the majority of April, wow. it's really asking us to move into uncharted territory. Very because cool. when they when all the planets start to do their retrograde, it's then asking us to go back over what we've already known. So wow. over the next three months, learn new things. Try I'm getting new chills. <laughs> I'm getting the chills. I'm getting the spirit chills. And so when Mercury goes direct tomorrow, is that the last planet to go direct? And that's it. We're ready to go. We're hitting the ground. Uh, Well, we hit the ground and with retrogrades, what happens is... Well, there's post-shadow, yeah. Correct. So you have a space that the planet travels to and then it decides to go backwards. Mm -hmm. And so once Mercury goes direct, it still has to travel back over those places it's gone before. So it's still treading over what we've known, but we're re-solidifying what we reviewed so that yeah. we can push forward and be ready to run in March. I have with Mercury retrograde, I usually have a particularly particularly tough time with pre-shadow and the beginning of retrograde. And then it seems to, to I don't know, maybe because I start paying attention, you know what I mean? Maybe I, but I don't, I, that's, that's the pattern that I usually see. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't place any bets until we're out of post shadow because <laughs> I know, but does that make sense? Or do we all well, have kind of a different relationship? You think We will all have a different relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is not necessarily something we're going to get into in the workshop, but to give a reason behind that is that upon our birth, Mercury is at a specific place in the sky. And so there's potential that maybe he's, only a few days from stationing either retrograde or direct in your birth chart. And so that's why that chunk of time for you Ah. feels um, either better 
or worse. More intense. Yeah, more yes, intense. Mm-hmm. Because it's um, rekindling what you know. That's usually where yeah. it feels symbiotic for you. And then when you get to the point that is not for yourself, then then that's where you start to feel a little like, what's happening? How come? Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know I was going to get stuck in a traffic jam today out on I-95. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> that's really interesting. And and then, so we're going to have, oh, by the way, this uh, last year, there was that time when we had like a million planets in retrograde, but particularly when Saturn was in retrograde, I have never been angrier for no freaking reason. And I was so angry at myself for being angry. <laughs> I was like, I had no patience and so much temper. And I didn't take it out on anyone uh, except for like my car once. Like, but <laughs> Yes. Uh, I, I like it. to take it out on my weeds in the yeah, garden. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's productive. That was hard. That was a hard time. And so, but now we have like the opposite of that in a sense, since we have so much of the direct planets for about three months, right? Three months, yes. About three months. Wow. Yes. That's that's exciting. Thank you. That's that that with my solar chart. Now I'm like, I know I got March and April. I'm going to be hitting it. <laughs> yeah, as you rightfully should, especially with the Aries too, because the Aries again that initiator energy, get it going, get it started. Um, the one thing I do want to say to you though, with having that Aries energy, is don't feel committed to complete everything. Oh well, I already don't. <laughs> I already can't. I got to give that up, that disappointment that I'm, you know, we reflectors are want to. Oh, true. Yeah. I'd rather let myself be surprised at the things that I do complete. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Well, I'm trying. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but that's good for us, I think. The the Aries energy is, is always about starting things and that's mm-hmm. where Taurus comes in after it and continues it it sustains it so Aries are not there to be the sustainer so mm-hmm. so a lot of people who are Aries find a fault in themselves for not sustaining things but that's not your energy so I'm just thinking of my Aries folks <laughs> my friend Aiden he's he he like his his old business partner he would they would start a project like with a new client and he'd be like we're gonna do this 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 and his partner would turn to the client and said you need to be writing this down this is what you're paying him for <laughs> and yeah. he's still like that and then also olivia ray who's been on the podcast before and will be on again soon she's aries and she helps me out and i just checked in with her i was like hey you know that thing that you were gonna do for me um, and she's like, yeah, I did it the first week, but I forgot. Can you? <laughs> Which I'm not mad at her at right? all. It's that thing. Like she's finding a flaw in herself. Like I want to do it, but can we remind me or something? I remember to start it, but to sustain it, I need help with. <laughs> and that's exactly it. And so my suggestion is that you find yourself a really good uh, earth friend. Yeah. Well, her it's name is Chris Lane Compton. <laughs> And they, a Taurus. <laughs> yes, and they will plod through. They will keep things going mm-hmm. because that's their type energy, that mm-hmm. that um, sustained energy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that, you know, their sun sign. And then, of course, I'm, I'm a water sign, you know, is my sun sign. So, yeah, I could use some earth because otherwise I'm just, I'm just flowing everywhere. I don't have a vessel. Uh, and, but then I have my Capricorn moon, whom I love so much. 
She takes mm-hmm. such good care of me. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, <laughs> what, what's your What's your moon? Uh, my moon is Aquarius. Oh, my moon was yay. yesterday, actually, yeah. and oh. so um, one of the things I enjoy about my moon is I have um, an ability to detach and become the observer pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's, and my that's husband's Aquarius sun. So, oh yeah. Yeah. But that's, see, that's such a comfort to me um, because I am so attached. So it feels really good when having a partner who can detach. And then I'm like, oh, yes, I don't have to take, I don't have to hold, you know, you don't have to like be a part. And I can get, I can get good feedback, good good neutral feedback. Although sometimes when I need subjective feedback. (laughs) You're not going to get it. No. Right. I'm like, one time I asked him, I was like, I didn't feel good. And I was like, oh, am I like the fattest girl in the world today? And he goes, the fattest girl in the world today? And I was like, that's the wrong answer. (laughs) I was like, like, the sky's really pretty. It's blue outside. Did you see that? (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, but anyway, I do love, I mean, I guess I could gush about all of the, I'm sure you could too, (laughs) gush about all of the signs, right? There's no bad chart. There's no bad sign. It's all beautiful. There are not. It's just the the shapes that you get and the interactions that they form. And in the end, it comes back around. And I'll bring it back to those cycles again. So when we are given the opportunity at this point, and I'll use... Uh, I'll use Saturn just because mm-hmm. he does uh, a very predictable thing. So between the ages of 28 and 30, we have something called a Saturn return. And that's mm-hmm. our main big pivot points in life. So at 28 to 30, you're usually buying a house, getting married, having a kid, um, taking off in your career, a lot of the really big moving parts in your life. And then again, at 60-ish, 56 to 59, we're approaching the next change in life where have we completed everything we wanted to do? And then the little pieces in between are asking, okay, um, and that'll be on seven year increments. Do you still wanna do what you're doing right now or do you wanna change it up? And then it'll come around to the opposing side and it's like, all right, again, option exists. We're gonna give you this scenario. Do you still wanna be doing what you're doing or are we changing it up? So. Well, but you, and we, you know that, of course, that we replace all of the cells of our body approximately every seven years. I Isn't that? Have. It's fa- fascinating, right? The correlation. In my double Virgo analytical mind, I'm like, <laughs> how does that happen? Which ones are being regenerated every day? How does that not let us break down completely into? So, yeah. well, we also not only that, but every 24 hours, we we completely shed our epidermis, the most the most topical layer. So every the entire thing. Hours, that's what I've heard. Yes, I'm not a scientist, but that is what I've heard. No, but just the most superficial layer. You know what I mean? Huh. And so that means it's a f- brand new day. I have a brand new approach uh, every single day, every 24 hours. Oh, not only that, but I've left myself all over the place for the last time. <laughs> I'm everywhere. My consciousness Absolutely. is attached to those. Enjoy pieces. the essence of me. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's wonderful. Okay, so let's now. I, mean, I we could I could geek out. You just I know how to. You're like you're like my drama teacher teaching me geometry. Like I I can I get astrology with you. I think 
I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I get it with my other astrologer friends too. But anyway, um, so some of the, what are some of the services you do? I want to talk about, you know, what you offer classes, you know, all the things that you're doing, how people can interact with you and the kinds of work that you offer people. Oh, well, thank you for the opportunity. Um, so I am an astrologer and I do like to focus on the solar return charts so that we can set you up to uh, the, the tool that we're going to give you is to understand the energy and how to plan it. But if you want to know even more about how things are going to play out, we can dive deep. And that, that's kind of where I was talking about those layers of math. We can get to the calculus level. We don't just have to stay at the algebra level. And then um, there's also birth chart um, readings, and we can work on a little combination of both as well. I do also offer um, cacao ceremonies that I do on full moons over Zoom and then locally on uh, new moons. And I also uh, teach Reiki. And so mm -hmm. that is another offering that I do, but I only do those locally. I don't do those online. You so. teach it. So you like, um, attune people and certify them and everything yes. as Reiki practitioners. Wonderful. Yeah. I have a Reiki three class coming up next week and, oh, great. um, learning the tools and how to play with the energy, which brings that back to the astrology and really working with the energy of what's going on in your chart yeah. and how that plays out. And where is local? You, you do. Oh, those I am in Michigan, and okay. so um, the Dearborn, Ann Arbor, uh, Southeast Michigan area. All right, yeah. cool. And you're and you as an I mean, I think all astrologers are intuitive, but you're very intuitive as mm -hmm. you guide people in the charts that whichever charts. So, do you do also composites and uh, transits and those different kinds of readings? Um, I tend to focus on whatever the client needs, but I am not an electional astrologer. So to actually physically choose the date of a marriage or a business launch or a book uh -huh. launch or something like that, there is a specific um, sector of astrology called electional astrology. Mm. Okay. And so that type of astrologer can help you pinpoint an exact time that you want to do something. And so um, that is one part that I don't do. And then synastry, I think you mentioned as well. Okay. And that's where um, a couple comes together and you look at their charts. And I don't have any formal training with that. But again, it's looking at one individual and the other individual. If you're trying to decide whether this is the right person or not, we can definitely talk about things. Like look that. at that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Awesome. Great. Wow, that's really awesome. So... Uh, I'm just having the best time with you, but you know, I feel like we need to at some point stop reflecting and <laughs> get back to, <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes the moon has to go to sleep, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of, I did not last night, but it you didn't was sleep last night? so powerful. Well, I had a cacao ceremony last night and when you and have cacao, awake? uh, well, cacao just brings in natural energy for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like a, uh, a hum, a humming connection with Mama Gaia. And we stayed up for quite a while last night. It was, and you're not bad. tired. You're okay. No, I'm not tired today. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we will have to, okay. So the, but the, the full moon cacao ceremonies are on zoom. So we yes. definitely want to check Absolutely. that out. 
And you yeah. recommend where people can buy their cacao? Is it like an online resource? Yes, so that- I have um, I have a link that I can hook you up with. And then I have a video that shows you how to make it. And then if you want to have a one-on-one with me and actually make the cup together, we mm-hmm. can do that as well. So much fun. Okay, Alicia, is there anything else you want to share as we as we uh, wrap this up? I do not believe so. Okay. <laughs> well, this is just so fun. excited. Me too. I can't wait for the workshop again, everyone. It's February 26th and 27th. We have the link in the description, everyone. This is Alicia Clark Tepper. Thanks for being here today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Trisha. Such a wonderful opportunity to get Aww. to know you a little better as well as um, hopefully um, be able to empower those who find uh, this workshop in tune with them. I'm sure they will. Absolutely. Empowerment. That is the right word. Empowered by the cosmos. That's the name. Empowered by the cosmos. Exactly. Wonderful. Thank you, Tisha. Okay, I hope you had as much fun as we did. You know, we talked about some specific archetypes, Aries, Capricorn, Virgo, Leo, Taurus. Those were some of the few that I I remember us chatting about. And, you know, I hope you felt some flow in that. I mean, we all know some of those, or maybe we are some of those. And and we have those in our chart and in, in different areas. It's just, it's so much fun. But I really want to invite you to the workshop. I just find it to be, I'm seriously, genuinely excited about this. I feel like I'm going to learn a tool with astrology, either tropical or Vedic astrology. I think it's really based on the Western tropical astrology, but I'm excited about it because I feel like it's a tool I can use all the time. So join me there, Learning from Alicia. This is with the Lightshine Spiritual Academy. You can find the link to the workshop. Get in there with me. Get in there. It's going to be so much fun. Okay. That's what I have for you. And I also want to invite you to the Mystic Arts Academy. Mystic Arts Academy meets twice monthly if you're a subscriber with workshops that are cutting-edge, esoteric, channeled information, community. It's beautiful. Or you can drop in for a cl- for a workshop. It's a class, but it's really like a workshop because it's two or three hours long. Interaction, intuitive guidance, support, love, channeling, mind-blowing. That's the intention. Again, cutting-edge esotericism. So check out Mystic Arts Academy. The link is in the description. And also you can find it just by going to trishacarcharm.com. That's my website. And you can find Mystic Arts Academy there. Follow me on Instagram at trishacarcharm or just probably look up my name. Just be sure to spell it right. T-R-I-C-I-A-C-A-R-R. That's my name. And your name is my friend and my one true love. And I'm so glad that you're here. So... Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.